This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Sarah, and I play Morlinde Lightglass, an elf in the circle of the land and presiding druid over New Isatalos. And this is Advantage. Last time in episode 2.30, the Unknown Associates covered huge amounts of land with the help of their new flying skiff, the Tyrant's Bane, which is shaped like the draconic monster it was engineered from. On their way to the Azure Keep to testify in Lieutenant Colonel Erica Tri's court-martial, the craft flew over the village of Battle, which cast a bright beacon into the sky, signaling an emergency response from the Griffin Cavalry who are stationed in the Azure Keep. Our heroes managed to avoid being slain, but could not totally quell the tension. A bet was made. If the skiff could beat the cavalry back to the Azure Keep, they would avoid any fines for disturbing the peace. And that's where we'll pick up. Right now, Nexby is pressing the tyrant's bane to its limit, and it's staying closely behind the hot-headed captain of the Griffin Cavalry. You're on the back of a mechanized flying skiff shaped like a dragon, which has caused quite an uproar. The cavalry was sent out from the Azure Keep to slay the dragon, but found y'all. And in order to avoid a ticket and defuse some tension, a race was proposed. Your role in this sprint race is minor for two reasons. One. The four of you are just passengers on the flying skiff. All the controls are up in the cockpit with the pilot. And two, any interference at all would result in some sort of immediate consequence. You are surrounded by a cloud of at least two dozen of the horse-sized beasts, all clad in chainmail and azure war cloaks. Uh, they're jockeyed by pilots in steel plate. They, like you, know to give space to the two contestants in this race. Right now, it's Nexby versus the captain. What this means, though, is that you're able to focus on the growing light of a city in the eastern horizon. And for 10 minutes, you've watched as Nexby maintains a slipstream behind the Captain Griffin. It occurs to you that Nexby doesn't know enough about where she's going to confidently overtake the lead. Uh, Alaris, you look out as the Azure Keep's skyline of Castle Towers and shops gets closer and closer. Uh, what do you describe to your companions as you look down in your hometown? Um, <laughs> well, we're also going very fast. No, not that so, fast. I mean, like, it's okay. it's a big enough city and you're high enough off the ground that, you know, it's not, like, whizzing by you. I think first things first, I'm going to point out um, the actual, like, Azure Keep building like the, the the military complex the azure which keep. is on the which is on the, like the far side of the city that's where we're heading roger that and it's like a big circular area with like some military and training grounds and stuff around it but mm -hmm. mostly it's like a, a big ish looking building that obviously looks very more military than a lot of the other stuff around <laughs> um, even though it is dark it is still you can kind of see like a lot of the city because a lot of it is decked out in like this white marble that just kind of radiates as much light as possible, even even when it's darker. Um, mm -hmm. if, you, if you look over to your left, um, you'll see the Legacies house. That's where my my mom works, where where all the Sonmata people. That's where they that's where they congregate. Hmm. And if you look over to the right, you'll see um, the library to Ayun. It's big. I imagine the front of it having the symbol of Ayun lit up by torches on the side, like on, like on top of the door. Uh, Morlinda, you recognize the symbol of Ayun. Yeah, we saw that um, in the library. Yeah, the Library right? of Traditions. Um, I remember it being really confusing because the it was the face of both uh, a spirit... Grandmother spider. Uh, grandmother spider, and also somebody's somebody's god. But yeah. I know that it's a spirit, so I'm still confused about what this means. Um, 
weeks later. That was weeks ago, right? <laughs> that was probably weeks ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was definitely weeks ago at this point, right? At least a month. We need. Yeah, right? It's probably a month ago. We need somebody <laughs> we to like to go in and actually like time. Is... Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, is somebody ever gonna make like a timeline of the cusp, like specifically our interactions with our it? Our timeline. Give me a couple weeks to get my online learning set up, and then I'll uh, I'll have some time. Deal. You're in charge of that, Sarah. We expect it by I love time at lines. least September. Uh, that's reasonable. I figured it would be. What's that pointy building over to the the far left in front of us? Oh, that that's the Weaver's School. That's where I went to school at. Yeah, your old alma mater. Yep. That that's it. Not gonna lie, that's a lot bigger than I pictured it. You also notice that that building kind of stands out from most of the other buildings in the Azure Keep. It has like a purple glow to it. Why is it all purple? That's just the arcane energies. Nerd. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's neat. <laughs> um, if you look right right below us, that's the Temple of Coraline. Who's Coraline? You know who Coraline is? <laughs> <You know>. <laughs> Why is Coraline so important to the Azure Keep? There you go. That's a good one. The High Elves of the Springwood, which is just a, a, a little bit further down. That's where... My dad's from over yonder, as it yeah, were. over yonder to the east. Um, <laughs> helped build the Azure Keep. They worshipped Corallon as like their main deities. So as they like, they dedicated um, a temple to Corallon in the city. Is there a large so. elf population in the Azure Keep, Alaris? Um, yes, but more more in the Springwood. But there's there's types there are folks of all kinds in in the Azure Keep a little bit. Gotcha. This is especially true, Alaris, as you say, looking down at the field of uh, wagons and such to yep. your right. If if you'll notice um, down south, there's a bunch of uh, campfires and stuff. That is the caravan camp for the Trader's Path people, um, getting ready to head out on their journeys to defeat and Zadal. Ah, yeah, wagons and such. Mm-hmm. I see them now. So we get all kinds here passing through. Is that the Azure Keep? That big fancy building in front of us? Yep, the one I pointed out to Nexby. Yep. Yes, Ulrich, he's already pointed at it. Yep, that one. The, the oh, one sorry, I pointed out to Nexby is, is the Azure Keep itself. Oh, um, Holy crap, is that a ballista? <laughs> Surely <laughs> there's a ballista. You, sure. s- you, you say that, probing for a ballista. <laughs> And Nexby is concerned, but finally, seeing a parade ground in front of the keep, uh, Nexby pulls to the left and grips the handle to send some extra boosts of power into the wings. You see sweat dripping from her face. The whirring of the flapping mechanical wings through the air seems strong. Uh, You're smart enough to understand to not use magic against the captain, but you could harass him and throw him off his game. Uh, you could also encourage Nexbeat to keep going. So here, each NPC is going to start with a base point value of zero, and I will modify that based on your either persuasion rolls for Nexbeat or intimidation rolls against uh, the captain. Um, if you roll a like 16 persuasion, for example, I'll add a plus six modifier to Nexbeat's eventual final dice roll to determine the fate of this race. So, I'll let you decide how you want to play this. It was persuasion and intimidation? Yep. I'm going to use a persuasion, and I'm going to... Let's see what this bucket of bolts can really do for this last little bit. Just fully open it up. Right on. Give me that persuasion roll. Be a 19. Nice. 19. Nice. So, that's a plus 9 for Nexby. They're, like, riding on these griffins, and so I imagine that there's some kind of, like, stirrup device, like, their foot is in, maybe? Yeah, definitely. Um, They've got full tech. So I'm going to just like yell at the captain. Hey, you got something stuck on your stirrup. I don't know what it is, but it's moving. And uh, roll probably. You can roll deception. deception, Yeah, I guess. It's five. Uh, <laughs> five total? <laughs> yeah, this is a four plus one. <laughs> it did have to meet a threshold of 10 for it to like get any point yeah, value. It, so It definitely didn't. He is unfazed. In fact, he doesn't hear you at all. Uh, Maura Linde would like to attempt to intimidate as well. Um, and she shouts, Top Gun was a stupid movie. <laughs> it was also produced by the legacies of Son Mata. 
Yep. Oh yes. <laughs> okay, course. wait. So can this can this be canon that like moving pictures like they're popular and they're kind of I new? Don't, yeah, maybe like movies. Like, I work. I don't see why I not. I, I played a, a campaign with someone who was a wizard, and he called them not movies but press to digit shows. <laughs> press oh to my gosh, shows. Can you steal that? Is that okay? Yes. Um, yeah, Morlinde, if you want to change stupid movie to stupid press the digital show, and go we'll for credit, it. And then let's credit that person. Is yeah, what's his name? Can we credit, who's that person? Dale. His name Dale? Is Dale? Dale. Dale. For Dale. For Dale. For Dale. Thanks, Dale. Okay. The creator of the Prestidigi show. <laughs> Top Gun was a stupid Prestidigi show. I think it went well. Here's the worst part, Joe. I already rolled and I only rolled a nine. Plus one is ten. <laughs> so I got straight He's, up okay, ten. Okay, wait, though. Uh, the captain has never heard of prestidigitas shows. Uh, the officers at the Azure Keep don't get much free time. I'm going to yell, squawk, squawk, nerd. Trying to distract, <laughs> distract <laughs> the griffin. <laughs> to distract the griffin specifically? Yeah. <laughs> okay. 17. 15 plus 2. Right on. Okay, so um, the captain's going to get a minus 7 to their roll. Alright, this is the moment. Uh, the captain rolled a 14 minus 7 is going to be a 7 final. And next B rolled a 19 plus 9 as a 28. Wow. It, she is handily ahead. Nexby sweeps the tyrant's bane in front of uh, the captain and his griffin at the final stretch. Uh, the slipstream strategy that she had totally paid off. But because it is a difficult landing process, the tyrant's bane touches down after all the other griffins have settled. Um, the captain is already off his mount and waiting for you to step out of the skiff. Well done. You're free to go without a ticket, but we're keeping this craft of yours here for now. We'll keep it safe. Don't want to cause more terror to the innocents than this already has done. We'll escort you out of the keep, you're, then you're free to go. Don't make any more trouble for yourselves. Alright, thanks. Okay. Alright, so I guess we leave the, really, the keep. Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, to... does that mean we have to... Is next be gonna come with us then? Uh, yeah, I'm coming with you. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if you're gonna chill with your boat or not, but I guess that's a better idea. Is to come with it, no, it's that it does not sleep as comfortably as Marge the Barge did, and let me tell you, Marge Aww. slept real well. Alaris, <laughs> <laughs> uh, your peer waits for y'all to wrap up as everybody else is walking their griffins to the keep stable. He playfully salutes you and Grimton saying special legionnaires where are you heading um I, I probably just to my house I guess it's probably the easiest place you know free rooms you got enough rooms for all of us yeah mom mom definitely has enough rooms for everybody oh dang wait is your family like rich I wouldn't say rich you couldn't um, pay your library fees, man. Well, I, that doesn't mean, just because I don't have any money doesn't mean my family doesn't have money. Let me let me ask it like this, Alaris. Did your family ever wonder whether they were going to be able to pay all of their bills on time? No. I think they count as at least middle class. Your friend is still saluting, Andrew. Uh, oh. He says, permission to speak freely, sirs. You, you can tell he's being playful about it. <laughs> of course. No. Alaris, Alaris, <laughs> <wh> <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing here? How did you get that gorget, and why do you have a flying clockwork dragon? Well, the first two are related to um, Try, who's here, I, I believe, to for a court-martial, and we're going to yeah, be character she's, witnesses. Okay, yeah, she's in the jail. Also, mm -hmm. you recognize that thing immediately... I know I've personally never seen anything like it. What did you mean, just a clockwork dragon? Do you have those here? No, of course you don't have those here, but I, I, I've i never seen anything like that that can fly. I recognize it as oh. a dragon shape. Okay, thank God. And so you're just calling it a clockwork <laughs> dragon because that's what the first thing that came yeah, out. Yeah, because we... Yeah, it's, it's, not, it, it's, not, it's not clockwork. What is it? It's pneumatics. Air? Psst. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right, dwarf. Was a better explanation. You might be a special legionnaire, but I still rank higher than you. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> we don't have to wind the skiff up. How did you get it to fly? I've never seen one of these ever. Killed a dragon and then just hops off the, the skip. <laughs> well, I, that's, I mean, I don't know if that's necessarily just how it flies. Like, I mean, I, that, there's probably more to it than just hop, uh, that's, taking off some dragon That's wings. probably a better question for a legacy. Yeah. Next V is sitting there like, <laughs> Next in the, is like I, at the I cockpit like, thing. yo. <laughs> I, I, this is my thing. Ne oh, yeah. Next V. Next V. How about? Uh-huh. How about you explain Next it? Next says, I will explain it a different time. That's not what we're here for. Listen, uh, she she uh, looks at his s collar, like his lapel. Um, second lieutenant, uh, could you make sure that we get out of this keep and wherever we're going? Uh, and he nods and begins walking the other way. Come on. Okay, let's go. I follow the second lieutenant. Yep. <laughs> now, yeah. Grimton, knowing that he's a second lieutenant, you're a military guy or have a military family. You know that the second lieutenant is the lowest officer rank. <laughs> and the way you have probably understood the status of special legionnaire is that they are an officer. But the second lieutenant also like gave information that may or may not conflict oh, with see. how you perceive like, that. They're technically the lowest mm -hmm. rank, but they just pulled rank gotcha. on you. And if they're actually the lowest rank, then technically you outrank them. Yeah, if I am an actual officer, as I understand right. it. Right. But what if you were like an officer for a show? Or especially Janair, an officer adjacent. Like an honorary officer. Yeah, don't have, actually have any military power, it's just a special title. You've never yeah. known in all these like Weeks. one and a half seasons <laughs> of advantage. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> um, what exactly the powers and duties and um, responsibilities of a special legionnaire is because you've never been in the Pandominion with him. Well, yeah, we've also, like, most of the time tried to have to hide the fact that we yeah, are special legionnaires. So, Elias, you never actually uh, answered how you got that gorget? From Try. She promoted us. Why? Um, uh, because... <laughs> we helped her out at the Southern Readout. Yeah. Did you? We, we kind of helped establish the sudden readout in a way. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Give me a performance check for confidence. We were uh, pivotal in the southern expansion of the Pandominion. <laughs> that was the resume version. Justine Joe. <laughs> like... What exactly have you done as special legionnaires? A lot of... I think that's... Um... Hold on. Alaris might be confidential. <laughs> we might want to talk to someone who's... Who's more in the the tops? We'll have to um, visit with Lieutenant Colonel Erica Try and see what we can and can't discuss about her mission. She's literally in the brig. <laughs> she's not particularly a credible anyway. <laughs> nonetheless. <laughs> no, nonetheless. <laughs> Grimton just waves him away. Hey friends, it's Joe. So glad you're here with us for episode 2.31. Uh, the intention of this episode is to communicate the setting change. The Azure Keep is unlike anywhere that the party has visited. And this chapter of the story is dedicated to signaling the many things that set it apart. Think of the city as a character in the story, with its own histories and personalities. We hope that you want to explore the Azure Keep the same way you might want to get to know any other character. Bear in mind that this is only the exposition. There's still so much to uncover. Like, just wait until you meet Alaris's mom, Catherine Geldrum, in the next episode. We recently announced a mutual aid program for our listeners during this global pandemic. Uh, if you are in a financially desperate situation where you have to make a difficult choice between like going to work and being evicted from your residence or you know starving without groceries, let us help you. Advantage is offering financial aid to as many people as we can afford and with the help of an anonymous donor who has agreed to match whatever we give, we can now offer 20 US dollars to the first 20 people who ask for it. 
it's not much. But we can help ease the burden of having to put food on your table. We want to do what we can. Right now we've got a significant amount of money in our coffers and we want to encourage anybody who is concerned at all about their finances to reach out to us. Make sure your Venmo or Cash App or PayPal is up and running and then contact us via Twitter or Facebook or Insta or email and let us help you. We love our audience and we believe in the power of mutual aid. Thank you to each and every one of our patrons who have helped build our budget up to the point where we can afford to help out our audience and cover our costs of operation. We know that our patrons are kind people who see value in the mutual aid program that we're setting up. One of those generous people is our newest friend Thor, who joined specifically to ally themselves in this mutual aid project. We've also got a handful of donors who have upped their giving amounts to support that mission too. You all care so much, and you make our hearts happy. Thank you. We encourage everybody to find a podcasting app that allows you to leave reviews. Five-star ratings make the show more findable, and it helps grow our audience. Finally, the Darkmoor Podcast Network is full of other wonderful shows to help you enjoy during the plague. Uh, the Misadventures, Fun But Why... How Friends Roll, Playing Out of Character, all of them are wonderful companions of ours. And there's a link to uh, the Darkmoor Podcast Network Discord channel down in the doobly-doo. I'm Isteth, an elven ranger who's great in a fight, but less so in a conversation. I'm Delilah, exiled princess and warlock to a frosty air. I'm Samuel, humble human cleric searching for answers. I'm Gashburz, tiefling barbarian raised by orcs and ready to rumble. The glorious saviors of Albion, the Cloudwalkers, the Misadventurers, a 5e folklore mystery tour. Find us wherever you can get your podcasts and join in the misadventure. Part of the Darkmoor Podcast Network. All right, let's get back to the show. Thank you. You approach the the gate to the keep and uh, Second Lieutenant Harkwoods nods at a couple of guards and they open the gate and says, all right, here you go to your mom's house, yep. I guess. Well, see you tomorrow, probably. Probably. Okay. Arik just waves. <laughs> all right. Harkwood does another playful salute and walks off. Once you're at the gate, Nexby says, well, he's an asshole. Uh, Alaris, this is your hometown, right? Well, where are we headed? Uh, we're just, just going to follow down the main road for a while, and we'll, we'll get to my mom's house. Okay, lead on. Yeah, Alaris, show us some of your like old stomping grounds. We're getting, we're getting to see your home. Well, it's it's late. I mean, we're not going to like. It's go. late, my foot. Come on. You don't got to go in anywhere. Show us what's up in town. Yeah, it is probably like 930 at night by the time you begin this trek into the city. Uh, it, it is well past twilight, and most every shop you see is closed, um, but f- some folks are still meandering about. Uh, some food stalls sell some late-night snacks, and you definitely hear a uh, commotion of a pub somewhere down an alley. We'll, we'll say that you had uh, the forethought to like give yourselves a fun urban costume change. Ooh, okay. All right. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right. I'm going to say, okay, well, yeah, we'll say that like maybe we... We hit the the bathroom, you know, and like the washroom right. whenever we got to there. You had to pee. Next pee, yeah. next pee has had to pee canonically twice now. This will be her third time canonically having to pee. Wow, that's a lot for a D&D character. Yes. <laughs> urban as in metropolitan, not urban as coded for racist. Sarah. Thank you for <laughs> Important the distinction. Yes. Alaris, like he had, he had transferred into more leather armor for traveling and... Combat and combat whatnot. and stuff, and has yeah. transformed completely back into full-on wizard garb. You can tell he's an alma mater of the the Weaver School, right? Based right, on you're just you're repping. Yeah, you, you got know, your like, letter jacket on, like you, like you do you whenever you go. Home. No one wears their letter jackets, but no, but nobody wears their letter <laughs> jackets after senior year. But Laris is that person that would wear his letter yeah. jacket after senior. Yeah. Laris is <laughs> tacky. Where, what did a, what did Laris letter in? What what are what are what wizard sports? sports? But not Quidditch. Quidditch. No. no. <laughs> Sue is J.K. Rowling. Like, Sue is J.K. Rowling, yes, but, like, let's do something interesting here. What are, what are, what wizard sports did Alaris engage in? Fantasy soccer. Fantasy soccer? <laughs> Wait, as in, like... Maybe there is an internet. Fantasy soccer as in, like, fantasy 
like like the normal fantasy sports that we currently engage in or fantasy soccer as in magical soccer like which one soccer in a magical world soccer in a magical world you can do whatever okay. you want i was just throwing out bullshit stuff fantasy foosball sure. fantasy sure. bowling foosball bowling's good um I was, I was trying to imagine less physical activities more wizard chess <laughs> Um, like, I was trying to imagine, like, something like, maybe, like, building your own catapult. Fantasy trebuchets. Like, like, like a robotics yes. team, but, like, like fantasy. Like, there's, like, yeah. oh, my gosh. The big explosion, or, you know, like. Okay, so so it's, like, um, what is it? The brain like the, version uh, of a like, decathlon um, or whatever? You know the Science Olympiad that they do whenever you're. Academic decathlons? Like, yes. Oh, I love Science Olympiad. Yeah, like that, but magical. Like, there's, like, the. How much yeah. can you? How many pennies can you put on a and tinfoil barge before it sinks? Type of thing and the pasta mobile. Man, I forgot about all of that shit. Everybody else, what's your fun metro garb? Uh, At Steven. you got <laughs> a V cut. You wear a lot of pastels and a scarf. I'm thinking Marlinde uh, took advantage of being uh, in a city uh, to change into just like not her like normal dig. So like think like. Very sleek. I'm like imagining like all of those like, uh, like those male anime characters who are in like the the like navy blue suit. But yeah, so just think like very very sleek like, uh, anime boy skinny suit. That's kind of where she's headed. Are your yes. are your sleeves rolled up? <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. Okay. Ooh. I hate sleeves. Sleep. Same. I roll up my like dress shirt sleeves. Anyway, me as well. Arik is definitely wearing something somewhere between dress and tunic. Um, to the point where no one would know how to compliment it. They'd be like, that's a really cute uh, outfit. Like, <laughs> that's, yeah. kind of that's outfit. my ultimate struggle. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it definitely is like relatively tight, but like flatters Arik's shape in a more like feminine direction. Um, it definitely goes down past, just barely past the knee. Maybe it's, I, I imagine as being like asymmetrical and it's like, so maybe part of it's above the knee. But like from a distance, somebody would probably assume it was someone wearing a dress. Auric is also like still wearing, uh, or still has their like longer dark hair right now. Um, and Auric didn't miss the opportunity to get a little bit of that of that makeup. Um, and they're doing their pretty like standard wingtips, but they've also gone a little bit more dramatic with some interesting colored eyeshadow. Love it. What what color eyeshadow? It's definitely like a silvery cause because Auric still right now has a very like black to gray aesthetic. So the the eyeshadow is definitely silvery. And it, it stands out a fair amount. Arik spends a lot of time outside and is relatively tan. Um, Arik is, I, I, I guess, like a quick description of this is Arik is likely to be immediately understood as a uh, a woman in their current outfit. Much to Grimton's dismay, he's kind of adapting some of the yuppie styles he saw in Delve Deep. <laughs> the struggle. They've kind of grown on him. They've grown on him? So he's wearing, wearing like a plunging v-neck and he's got his beard in a ponytail and tucked it into his shirt the way they did it in Delve Deep and he's got like kind of tattered pants which are just his pants but they're in fashion right now um would somebody describe the uh picture I put in the um Skype chat um that is a picture similar to what I would imagine next B to look like uh, do you mean both like outfit as well as like overall like stature and body shape outfit and general aesthetic but not necessarily body shape i've never imagined her to be like to have that hourglass figure that's in the picture at all certainly not nearly as buxom so did next be not like change clothes with us you think that i have just clothes on me all the time you think i just carry a whole wardrobe of stuff with me like you four apparently do i know that for a fact there's a chain of stores called the late night haberdashery and we could absolutely go check them out. We're not going to the late night haberdashery. I'm Says. fine. <laughs> is, it a, is, it a, is it an entire yes. chain? Canon. With whose money? With whose money? All right. I tried. I tried, guys. Okay. <laughs> As a throwback. I'm surprised I remembered it. So the picture of the gnome that I put in the Skype chat is a dusty, grungy, uh, brown 
work jumpsuit with gloves and probably some aviators goggles on uh, because she is a pilot after all. You know, she's probably got like a full aviator's cap going on with like the fur line sort of situation and the ear flaps. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And she's definitely got a tool belt wrapped around her with all sorts of stuff. And she, especially in comparison to the rest of you four looking hip individuals, she's uh, way grungier. Well, ain't no thing. You do you. Zach, will you describe the street level view of what everybody sees? Sure. And um, for the rest of us, letting Zach take the lead, of course, uh, I want us to also jump in with our own flavors of the Azure Keep as well. So, As I said earlier, there's like a white marble presence to most everything. But there's also a lot of blues and like light blue and dark blue um, of the color palette just throughout. But you see a lot of businesses. A lot of them seem like they might have slightly more exotic things than you would expect just because of like the amount of traders that come back and like through so are we in like a high-end area no this is like what what part of town are we walking through right now we're walking more through like the uh like the trader like the market area like the the right yeah. merchants store area like sort of the main thoroughfare of the town being a like a stopover for for traders um as they're making their way like this is like their last stop to pick up anything they might need, and that's kind of the area we're walking by at the moment. Gotcha. As we keep walking down that main street, on the right of the Temple of Corallon is a looming presence, very much in the very striking. Blue shingles, white marble. Yep. You also know, Alara said, that's the tallest building in uh, the city by far. At least, like, it, the library, and the Weaver's Guild, like, compete for the tallest building, but, like none are allowed to surpass the official height of the Temple of Corallon just because of its prominence. How French. We. That's That makes sense. Yeah. Like, whatever the tippy top of the Temple of Corallon is, that's the tippy top of... Can't go past that. Azure, that's, a, that's a tippy top that's of the Azure Keep. Top. That's a professional architectural term. It's huge. I feel like the Weaver School has probably had to get notices several times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They've definitely had uh, some clerics knocking at their door, for sure. Like, hey, you guys got to take it down like six inches. And they're like, oh, we thought we had you. <laughs> we, we just moved the telescope a little too far up. You bend it down a little. Uh, there's definitely like a really petty sect of of the Weaver's Guild that periodically goes and tilts the uh, telescope up a little bit just to be slightly higher. Like, <laughs> so that they have to get a citation from the city. Like, on that note, Alaris is also really upset about that because he's like, that's where my tuition money's been going. Like, stupid. Yeah, it's, it's paying <laughs> all these citation signs. fees. Are... <laughs> Bastards. Did you get like alumni letters? Like, uh. yeah, like <laughs> Arik is specifically like struck by the amount of diversity. Um, like, I guess in some way they've their trip through the Pandominion reminded them of that, but they've been in the Watch Forest long enough. Even in her dearth, there's this like homogeneity to it. The very diverse like population. Uh, is is not lost on Ulrich. Um, Joe, do I see any gnomes? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say that you see a couple gnomes. Okay. Ulrich is not going to talk to them, but Ulrich is going to appreciate that there are gnomes present. Through through this entire walk, you have only seen, like, one or two gnomes, but they are present. Right. And I, I guess, like, Ulrich would be, like, more keenly aware of their presence. Like Ulrich would specifically notice that there are gnomes among a diverse population. The elven population is much more like high elves than- Wood elves. Um, wood elves yeah. also. So th- uh, that would be something to take note of. Yes, substantially more high elves. Uh, particularly high elves uh, being moon elves, a silver band. Yeah. I was, like, uh, was going to ask glowing. Mm-hmm. visibly what's like a, a clear difference between high elf and uh, wood elf. I know Alaris is like half high elf, but I don't actually remember yeah. how much of Alaris's appearance like quote shines through as it were. So um, high elves distinguished from wood elves. Uh, if you if you take your basic in your mind your basic version of an elf human with pointy that's ears. probably going to be a wood elf. Okay. If you think of a Lord of the Rings elf, yeah, yeah, that's probably more of a high. Yes, well, and the yeah. visible distinction there is that high elves have a sort of 
pearlescence on their skin. Yeah, they glow. They not quite glow, but shine. Shimmer. I mean, I'm, I hate to use Twilight. Well, yeah, but, it, no, it's like um, highlighter kind of shit. Like, have yeah. y'all seen those makeup tutorials? Exactly. Like, That's exactly I have right. That highlighter. Yeah. You can buy it. It's shiny. You put it on your skin, and then you're like, "Ooh, look at me! I'm shiny." Right. It's like that, but natural. And so this is Morlinde talking as she's. This like, is Morlinde. T- <laughs> she's like, I'm. I'm trying to get the shot. High elves just be like, <laughs> I woke up like this. <laughs> I will say that there is probably a large cosmetics industry. What's in it called? The Azure Keep. Um, <laughs> we'll, wow, that we'll, reeks of colorism. Yes, it does. Which is an important, important, important theme for the Azure Keep. It should be noted. Okay. Um, so what's the store called? I'm looking for like an Ulta or Sephora knockoff here. Perfect. It's called Sapphire. Sapphire. <laughs> I'm upset. Um, so that was for you, the, Sarah. The pearlescence of high elves come in two different shades that you know of. <laughs> there are the silver band, which Alaris is. So everybody from the silver band, which is kind of a diasporic group of, of high elves that live up in the Springwood in the Pandominion shine with a silvery pearlescence versus sun elves, which shine with a gold pearlescence. And you can find sun elves in places in the Watch Forest, for example, uh, the Greenfields and Alvador. To answer Stephen's earlier question about like the visual characteristics that make up a half high elf like Alaris, racially, Alaris has the dark-skinned complexion of humans in the Pandominion, plus the silver sheen of half-elves from the Silver Band. So Alaris is like tan but shiny? No, like black but shiny. Black? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, did you like party a lot at school or were you like, <laughs> did you like follow the rule? Like what kind of... How were you in school? Were you like a cool kid? Like, what's up? What's up here, uh, I mean, I partied my fair share. Who doesn't? Is this like the equivalent of asking if an MIT kid parties? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they like got together and played Catan or something. Like, so are you a nerd, nerd, or are you just a nerd? <laughs> I'm trying to remember, like, back to the very first questionnaire we did, because I know Joe asked me questions. Yeah, like that was that. part of it, and I believe I did say that there was like a bar that I went to fairly regularly. That was not in town, but slightly outside of town. The den. Um, a little sketch. Yeah, it's, it's the, the bear's den. den. Yeah. It's the den. <laughs> yeah. Dirty den. Um, <laughs> like right outside. It's probably closer to like where the caravan mm-hmm. camp is. Yeah. And that's where like everyone goes when they want to like, you know, that's like the cool bar. They can like, get yeah. rowdy too. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you're outside of town, you know, there's not as many people around. Like cops, you know, right. the, the military's not as much, you know. How good is the stonework, um, like the, all this marble work and stuff? Impeccable. It's, yeah, it is very, very well crafted. You can tell that like all the lines are plumb. It's uh, it's level. You can't see any chisel marks. I don't know where Grimton gets a level from, but he has a level and he's just like. Isn't this weird? Wait, no, wait, is this like, is this That is your handy haversack? Yeah, or no, is this like a little, like, decorative one that hangs in his beard? Or is it, like you were saying, like... yeah, like a little bobble. Yeah, or, or, or is Grimton's beard just canonically a pocket universe that, that he can, like, reach into periodically and pull stuff out But he can only pull out things that would, like... For, like, stone For, like, stone work. Yes. Um, Mason's tools and whatnot. Grimton is, like, stopping every, like, ten yards and, like making sure everything's right, trying to find something to gripe at and, like, feel superior about. (laughs) You would notice that the architecture is much more elven and basically, like, it doesn't look like dwarves had ever touched it. You can tell that there's not really much of a dwarven influence on it at all. Oh, for sure. So take that as you will. Not enough character. (laughs) (laughs) Which is ironic because stylistically, the dwarven architecture style is far more rigid and straight-lined, kind of art deco-y. Whereas um, the Elven style is pretty flowy and floral and Art Nouveau, which Mm -hmm. to me, as Joe, has a lot more character in Ah, it. Ah, too much character. (laughs) (laughs) No respect for the classics. Yeah, it's it's a little too modern for. for, for yeah, but you can you can tell the elven influence is strong with all the architecture in the city. I like that that Grimton is not an architect, but that like he still has like architectural like feelings like he cares about architecture (laughs) oh yeah as a mark of national pride yeah so as we as we continue on past the temple 
Um, and in the distance, you can see the, the big building of, of the library to Ioun with the, the symbol of Ioun on it and stuff. But it's, it's like further down in the, like to the left where we're walking by right now. We're starting to get away from the more business area and more into the residential part of yeah. um, the Azure Keep. It's building, like if you look on the, on this, on the map, across from the temple, above the library and below the Legacy's house is like residential area. So we've been going through like the trader's market area and then... You passed through a lot, yeah. Like we talked about this impeccable architecture, but are there any areas that are like clearly like poorer districts that like at least visibly in terms of what it's done to the architecture, like any urban decay? Or is it all like pristine and maintained even in the poorer districts? If there has been urban decay and if there has been an industrial quarter and like a poorer section, that has at this point been restored if it has fallen to decay it has been restored to its cleaner looks um because the more industrial and uh more working class sections of the city have been primarily taken over by the various guild halls around the sewn house the sewn mata house and the legacies guild halls so like they basically would stand for anything to be in disrepair like they're gonna Go out of their way yeah. and make sure that things are in tip-top shape all over their city. Because this is like, if you think of it as like the the Son, um, Son Mata, like the legacies. This is like their. This is this is their place. Like, yeah, hey, we're here. This is where we're from. Like, we want to make sure everything looks yeah. great. I will note that as we get closer to the Son Mata Guild Hall, like as we're as we're rounding the corner and going, there are hold on, further. there are Guild Halls of the Son Mata. Oh, yes. Yeah, because because like each distinct trade has their own like right. workshop area. Alaris, you see the house that you grew up in, kind of. Uh, your mother, Catherine, has been a master architect her whole life. And while you were growing up, she was obsessed with trying to perfect the townhouse that she lived in. It grew vertically for the first dozen years of your life and then maxed out when a, uh, a crux of priests came knocking and then restricted the building height to half the height of the Temple of Corallon for the God's divine majesty, of course. Uh, then she bought the homes to either side of the original townhouse and then knocked down some walls and then turned them into her own. It's never been unusual for you to visit one weekend and see a new bay window jutting out and the trusses of an old roof line being torn out and replaced. The exterior of your mother's home has gone through many stylistic changes too. Uh, at one point she was obsessed with vertical columns with uh, floral plinths and capitals. Um, she once decided to remake a classic mid-era Zidalian home with a classic curved pagoda roofs and terracotta tile shingles. Those were later repla- replaced with uh, the thatched half-timber construction that she called Late Colgafirian. And all of these clashed with the plain white stone mansard roof row houses of the rest of the city. What would you describe the current style of the house that you walk up as? What features have been added? Um, currently, it is trending more towards the style of uh, Triumph. Interesting. Um, Lots of more sandstone features, I would assume. Very cool. Hey, Laris. Is your, is your mom okay? Yeah, she's fine. Hmm? Okay. What, why do you ask? It's an interesting she, yeah, house. You know, she, she just likes, it's like her, it's almost like her playground, if you will. Sticks out a bit, huh? It's very eclectic. Yeah, just wait till you see the inside. To be fair, it doesn't have all of these styles going on at once. Oh. But it's like slowly in the process of being remodeled all the time, so it might like ha- have the tail end of the last seasons. Like there, you can you can see a little bit maybe of each previous thing as as she might not have gotten all the way. You know, like she like she might not have completely finished changing it to the second yeah. style before switching to the third style. Gotcha. So there there are a little bit of everything around, but it is mostly the accidental residual yeah. styles. Is that Lake Colgafirian?
Dale. His name Dale? is Dale. 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 For Dale. For Dale. Dale. Thanks, Dale. Okay. The creator of the Prestidigious show. Moreland Ace shouts, Top Gun was a stupid Prestidigious show. It's hard to say. Top Gun was a stupid... You want to try that stupid... one more time? I was. Sorry. <laughs> Clean take. Clean take. <laughs> Top Gun was a stupid hey, 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 Prestige show. <laughs> Joe Perfect. over there being a turd for no reason. I think it went well. Here's the worst part, Joe. I already rolled and I only rolled a nine. Plus one is ten. <laughs> so I got straight up Okay, 10. wait, though. It's canon that this movie, the, sorry, this Prestige show exists, that it is about the Griffin cavalry, and that none of them have actually seen it, <laughs> they, which means they also weren't consulted in the making of the, the film. And it is highly <laughs> not accurate. Also, that Morlande oh, somehow yeah, knows about it, which is even yeah. funnier. Because <laughs> of Morlande all the characters. It's a secret, like... It was, it was made by a famous uh, Prestige show director in... Um, in Isatalos. Yeah, Isatalos is still a like metropolitan place. Yeah, and it just they all very movie show. I think that there is a equivalent of a movie theater. It is a newish thing. A cinema it was an equivalent of one in Isatalos before that shit burned down. And I had visited it a few times. I have a couple of requests. Then <laughs> can we ask the patrons for a list of cusp themed? Prestigious shows. Titles, yeah. That just, like, exist canonically within the world. And but. The Fast and the Furious is one of them. Definitely. Yeah, the Fast and the Furious is definitely one of them. <laughs> it's about barge racing. <laughs> um, uh, beans. Yeah, see, That's where what it you comes got. from, actually. If you think of it as, like, the, the Son, um, Son Matal, like, the legacies, this is, like, their... This is, this is their place. It's like, yeah. hey, we're here, this is where we're from. Like, we want to make sure everything looks yeah. great. Ah, yeah, yeah, right. Bentonville, exactly. Bentonville, assholes. Yes. That's a joke that's only funny if you're from Arkansas. <laughs> I don't even know how you laugh at it, Stephen. You're from Central Arkansas. It's not the same. It, it's not the same, but like the joke wasn't lost on me. <laughs> I know enough about Bentonville. Um, Okay. What's the central um, Arkansas equivalent of Bentonville? Uh, Maumel? Not Maumel. No. Maybe Maumel. No. What's that? What's that town that's where, north of Little where Rock? Where Lake is? There's Sherwood that's in Little oh, Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah like, Sherwood. No, yeah, like not Sher Sherwood. Jacksonville? No, not Jacksonville. Not Jacksonville. No. Man, we're throwing so much shade right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's just not where the rich people North are. Little Rock. So much shade for Arkansas oh, people. Oh, not Hillcrest. Jacksonville. Hillcrest. Oh my God, like. <laughs> The Hillcrest neighborhood of Little Rock, up there in the hills with the uh, like classic houses. Yeah. Oh man, I love driving through that. If I could afford to, I know it's gorgeous. There. That's where Abby's teas and things is. Um, anyway. Um, okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> There's this like homogeneity to it, and so the very like gay. <laughs> yes. Isn't Sapphira the name of the dragon in Aragon? That's uh, Sapphira. Yes. Sapphira is I actually Sephira. literally have it right here because I'm going to read it with my face. <laughs> That's a bad book. Uh, it was old, written by like a 12-year-old. fantasy Star Wars. It's, it's I know, but Aragon. the kids can read it because it was written by a 12-year-old. Yep, Sapphira. Hey, can I finish what I, my exposition? I'm sorry. Damn sorry, sorry do your exposition. We love you a lot, Joe. Thank you for putting up with our foolishness. Mm -hmm. I'm like imagining like all of those like uh, like those male anime characters who are in like the the like navy blue suit and then like the navy blue like jacket. Um, I think that's the guy from Sailor Moon. Yeah, I don't actually watch a lot of. I think that's the guy from Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, maybe I have no idea. Spike. Yes, I'm here for Spike. Oh, I listen to the soundtrack all the time. Here, oh, me Sarah. too. I've never seen the show. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's one season, guys. Yeah. Like, please Cowboy go Bebop watch it. Okay, it's I have one time. season. Anyway, um, Noted. I'm going to put an image uh, in the chat so you can see what Spike looks like. But yeah, so just think like very, very sleek, like uh, anime boy skinny suit. That's kind of where she's headed. Is it is it blue or is it like uh, a classic forest green? Okay. No, maybe? it's navy. Yeah. I didn't want to do green, but uh, I didn't want to do It's too on the nose for you? Yeah, yeah. fair. 
Here's, here's... Okay, yeah, definitely Spike. This is very good. Yeah, I just went to Google search, and then that's what it is. This, but but without the stupid collar. Hey, the collar is a a significant portion of his aesthetic, okay? Well, that's his aesthetic. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I'm talking more it was. It, we don't want to copyright in French. Yes. Cowboy Bebop is an incredible show. 10% yes, but it's a skinny girl instead. Are your yes. are your sleeves <laughs> rolled up a la Spike, or are they. Yes, 100%. Okay. Ooh, I hate sleeves. Sleep. Same. I roll up my like dress shirt sleeves. Anyway. Me as well. Look up Urban Decay Neon Palette. <laughs> Urban Decay <laughs> Neon Palette. Is that a palette that actually exists? Or did you just... Well, they have... <clears throat> no, it's They have a neon just... palette. I don't know what it's called. Oh, <clears throat> that sort of Urban Decay. I thought you were talking about Urban Decay like the industrial district where y'all are walking no, to. No, I'm talking about <laughs> Urban like, Decay, uh, the oh, it, brand that makes really good cool it's, makeup. Yes, I'm here for metallic. It's definitely like a silvery... Oh, they do have a great metallic Arik palette. still right now has a very like black to gray aesthetic. So the the eyeshadow is definitely silvery and it, it stands out a fair amount. Arik spends a lot of time outside and is relatively tan. Um, the, the, the metallic silver is really evident. So you said black to gray, right? Well, like, yeah, like they have a kind of emo aesthetic going on, quite honestly. It's, oh my gosh, Sarah okay. has heard. She went and got our palette. <laughs> The, the, the metallic silver is really evident. So you said black to gray, right? Well, like, yeah, like they have a kind of emo aesthetic going on, quite honestly. It's, oh my gosh, Sarah has heard. <laughs> she went and got our palette. <laughs> okay, I, it's shitty lighting, so let's look. So this is Urban Decay. Here, let me get behind the light. See the color? It's called yeah. Urban Decay Smoky. It's literally smoky. And I'm just gonna. Like, well, yes. it's literally smoky colors, including a silver. So I'm going to take a picture of it, and this is okay, the palette you Okay, so that's, that's the palette that Auric used. I'll say that, that Auric did it well. And as an aside, if I can find a friend that has this, this palette and will do it for me, I, Steven the player, will get that makeup done just for one photo shoot, just so that we can... <laughs> I don't know. That just seems like fun. I have to find somebody that has the palette, but yeah, that, that's definitely, definitely what uh, Auric is 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 rocking right now.